Welcome to the Gratitude Cafe, positive radio to feed your soul. Your dynamic host and founder, Sue Lundquist, will bring you her own intuitive talents and gifts for co-creating, healing, and teaching. Her show, The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul, is focused on bringing you to a higher place each week where you can leave the hustle of life at the door. So pull up a chair and join us for The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul. right there when you need a good morning pacific northwest i'm here benny hi i'm waving can you see me yes and uh it's good to see you once again yes this is my my dmv backdrop (laughs) not officially but (laughs) like it one like it yes kind of like it yes how are you how's 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 the boys? I think the last time we talked, it was just over Mother's Day. Yeah, everything's great. We I think about have a month left of whatever we're going through school wise, and uh, summer's right. really here. Right. Super yes. excited. Super excited. Yeah. Yeah. Are, do you have big summer plans? Uh, not at the moment, but you know things are opening up a lot more than they were last year, so that's a good thing. So more that's options a, on the table. Really good thing. Yeah. Yep. Travels yep. opening up. Totally. Restaurants. Mm-hmm. All of that, mm-hmm. which is good because yeah. you know. My concern is for the families, the yeah. families that own the restaurants and the moms and pops and all that kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome aboard to the Sioux-Ville FV fishing vessel. No, not fishing vessel. What is it? The boat? I'm totally <laughs> going. It's a boat of some up. sort, right? Whether it's a love Something. boat, a love Something. boat. I mean, yes. It's, <laughs> I knew what you were going with. Yes, yes, yes. Some kind of boat name or something. Well, guys, welcome. I think you're Again. looking for like the USS... And then, there we go. Yeah, That's then, it. The USS yeah. Sueville. Or <laughs> sure. <laughs> what was that? Super Sioux. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. Yes. Paula was there when I was gifted that name. For I, that, I, we'll yeah. give her the ding. ding. That's an acceptance ding. Yay. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, obviously, if you're on YouTube, you can see us. We have myself and Benny and an incredible guest. And I consider her a friend. And Paula's going to come on. We're going to talk about grief and we're going to talk about grief in a whole different i think it, it, there's a whole different conversation because um yes there's specific grief that paula and, and many of us have gone through however there's also a different dynamic with the pandemic and other things there's different there's different contexts within the conversation of grief and it's an important conversation to have especially with everything that's going on in our worlds and our lives and our emotions and um, and then of course Paula's got a new baby. She just you can hold it up for YouTube world. <laughs> God would be like, yeah. I was like, she had a baby too. Like, man, she's got yeah. a lot I going on this last year. Well, she's got two human babies. She's got some okay. fur babies, and now she's got okay. two bound babies. Well, what are I don't, bound babies? No, that sounds awful. Like book babies. <laughs> Just have Sue keep going. It's great. I know. I know. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Benny, you're just sitting there. <laughs> Come on, Sue. We're just, just admiring Paula being such a family person. So she's welcoming babies <laughs> of all sorts. And you are too, Sue. You just love, love. Yeah, the family. Love the kids. Love the kids. Mm-hmm. Lots of kids. Yes. Okay. Well, you know what? Oh, first, let me remind you guys, if you want to get a copy of the show, go to SueLongquist.com forward slash newsletter we've got a lot of good juicy information that's coming from there we have free 
Um, we've got free content and really good content. And then I pull cards each week. I want to remind you starting June, no, July 6th, Nadine and I are going to be coming back live like we did last year and do live reading. So it'll be a call-in show the first Tuesday of every month starting in July. And I'm super, super, super excited to bring that back. And of course, if you want to do the C2C program, you can go to sulanquist.com forward slash C2C. C2C is going from crazy to clarity. And uh, we've got the mini online and then we've got the full course that's online. And then of course, if you want, you can do coaching with me one-on-one, -on -one, which is also of massive value. We've got a lot of great little things bubbling behind the scenes, not only this radio show, but we've also got, um, some kind of after hour things that I'm working with with my team and that's I'm I'm really excited about that and if you would like to stay in the know and in the now you can go to sulanquist.com forward slash newsletter and make sure that you are getting all that information and of course you will be directly connected to all the guests that I have on here and or other information that I deem fit to be sending out doesn't that sound funny I deem fit all right we are jumping in after becoming a widow at 54, Paula Meyer left her job and began a year of travel to heal her heart. As her travel ended, that's right, because COVID had hit right after that. Yeah. Yes, COVID pandemic began. Uh, the strategies for navigating the grief of her husband's death also helped with the grief of the pandemic and social unrest, which is going to be a great conversation to have. And uh, Paula's going to help us navigate and walk through that. Losing her freedom and lifestyle, she was thrown into the unknown just as her business began. Her new book, Great Loss, Greater Love, The Art and Heart of Navigating Grief, chronicles her year of travel. Got to hold that book up. And is the number one international bestseller on Amazon. Yay! Paula has 30 plus years experience as an event planner and contracting specialist with 12 years as an author speaker management. She has organized and managed 135 workshops around the world. Her company, GP Event Works, specializes in event production and for speaker teacher workshops, as well as grief retreats for women. Yay, welcome. Hi. All right, where's your volume? Is she on? Speak. Hello. Okay, there you are. Now I can hear you. It's because so you were so excited, you kind of overrode her for a minute. There. Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah. You go, That's Paula. Okay. okay. Yeah. Obviously, Paula, um, we've been dancing on the radio show before, but yes, I can do your formal bio, but let's talk about you. Let the audience, of course, get to know you, your energy, your vibe, and how you got here. I mean, I did the formal bio on how you got here, but let's talk to Paula. Let's talk Paula. Well, um, talk Paula. Let's see. What can I share about me? Um, like, like you mentioned, I, I did just release my book and, um, I also just made a big move across halfway across the country. I used to live in your neck of the woods in Washington state and, um, moved to Colorado. That's where I was originally born and raised. And, um, the great thing about that is that my kids, I have two older kids. Um, my daughter's 30, just turned 30 in August. And my son is 27, almost 28. And we're all together in Colorado now. So that's, that's really great. Um, it was, you know, I loved the Pacific Northwest. I, I miss the big green trees and all the green grass and don't miss the rain. Um, uh, although we have rain here in Colorado now. 
so, um, so I'm, I'm just enjoying moving around. I'm missing travel, you know, that, that year of travel after Gary died and I left my job um, was really instrumental in helping me heal. And um, I had been in March, March of 2020 was my last trip that I took. And I went to New York City and um, funnily enough was at a women's travel fest <laughs> right before the <laughs> pandemic hit. And, and they were, there was, you know, people were talking about it in New York City at the time and, you know, wondering what was going to happen with it. And anyway, on, on March 10th, I flew to Denver um, with plans of just staying for a couple weeks to see my mom and my family and um, ended up staying months there because everything started locking down. Washington State locked down, Colorado locked down. And um, I ended up in Denver. And, um, and that was a really interesting time for me because, you know, I was just starting my business as an event planner. And of course, all that went out the window. You know, everything that, that we, we had planned um, either got canceled or um, postponed or went virtual. And um, so I kind of had to rethink, you know, what, what do I want to do? At the time, you know, we didn't know how long this was going to last. And, um, you know, I had, I had done a few small grief retreats for women and um, I just wasn't sure about, you know, the whole grief thing because, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to, um, you know, be seen as like a, a poor sad widow, you know, <laughs> you know, everybody right. kind of like, oh, let's, let's not deal with Paula because she's so sad and this and that. And, and there's just a, you know, a, a labeling that I didn't want to have. And, the interesting thing, though, was when the pandemic started, um, it, it was just like I did a video of this on my YouTube page, but it was like Groundhog Day. You know, every day was Groundhog Day. You know, you wake up, the pandemic's going, you can't go anywhere, you can't do anything. Um, and it reminded me of how it was after Gary died. You know, every day you wake up and it's like, you know, you're kind of shocked back into your reality that he's not here, you know, again, he's not here today. And, and I realized that, that, you know, grief happens for many and varied reasons, not just death. And it was, it happened when I left my job. Um, you know, I left a community of people that I had been around with, um, had traveled with for many years. And so there was grief in that. Um, even though I made the choice to do that, you still grieve what you've left behind, right? Um, and, and the pandemic brought along, in addition to all the people who lost family members and friends, you, all of us lost a way of life. You know, we, we couldn't, for those, Sue and I, we love to travel, we couldn't travel anymore. And that was a big thing for me. And um, so I, I realized that there was a bigger grief topic or subject to discuss in addition to just, you know, my being a widow. And I felt like then the doors kind of opened for me where I could, where I could help people with grief and I didn't have to be labeled, you know, just a widow, you know, I have other things that, um, that, that I can talk about that are grief related and everybody does, you know, even if you haven't had a death in the family, there's um, all kinds of things that, that, bring on grief. And all of us have learned that through the pandemic. So the book um, was kind of birthed through that whole process. Um, it chronicles my year of travel and then basically 2020 after that. And then I throw in, um, in each chapter flashbacks to my life with Gary, you know, how I met him and then going from the, um, um, his diagnosis to his death. 
And so it was a very great um, experience for me. Um, the cathartic, first part, of the, right? Cathartic. Yes, the first part of the book was really easy to write, and the travel part was super fun to write. And I, I think I, I kind of wrote it in an unusual way because I'm not a writer. You know, I, I took, um, I took Gary's journal with me, which is on the cover of the book. Oh, I love that this is his journal. I bought it for him in Hyde Park, London, um, many years ago, and. He, he wrote in like the first 32 pages and then I took it with me on my year of travel. Um, but I didn't, you know, I'm not an everyday prolific journaler. Right. So when I decided to write the book, um, what I did do is I went back to my cell phone, my photos, because I, I was a prolific wow. photo taker. Yeah. So <laughs> what I did was I would, I, did, I would do a search for each month and then I would just narrate into my phone, into the voice recorder. The, oh, brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So so that helped me remember what I did, where I went, how I was feeling and all that kind of stuff. So so that was a really great, um, great experience. As far as Gary, you know, it was fun reminiscing about meeting him and stuff. And as I got into the later chapters dealing with his diagnosis and then ultimately his death, that was really hard to write. And I, I actually ended up um, like, I didn't write for maybe two months because I just... I, at the time, I didn't know why I wasn't writing. I just, I thought, you know, I was being lazy. That's, you know, usually we're negative about why we don't get things done. And I'm, it's just like, I'm just being lazy. But as I got into it, I realized, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of feelings and emotions that, that I still needed to work through and mm -hmm. writing about it really helped me do that. And, and so, um, I think it's a really, um, really great book. I'm really proud of it. And, um, gotten really great feedback on it. And um, I'm actually going to be, um, it was released on Amazon on April 13th, the digital version. And we're doing an official paperback launch that should kick off around June 2nd. So I'm excited about that. Yay! And, um, creating a course around the book and um, uh, that, that starts in July and, and doing a free course you know, just like a three hour free course for women um, early July. So I'm really excited about it. I'm, I, I feel like you know, this, this is my, my mission that I'm, I'm here to help women go through the grieving process and realize that, you know, there's still, there's still a lot of life to live, a lot of love to have. And um, I think the, the biggest thing for me in realizing that was, you know, I was just 54 when he died. So um, I was with him for about 21 years, I think, altogether. And, you know, I realized I probably had more time left of my life than I had spent with Gary, right? So I right. didn't want to, to um, you know, be sad and depressed that whole time. And, um, you know, so the travel, writing the book, even the pandemic really helped me to, to really put things in perspective. I love that, Paula. Let's talk about perspective. And you said something, <clears throat> and one, the book was really cathartic and I'm not a big prolific journalist, journaler, but when it comes, you just go. And then I love that comment, um, you know, of course we do. We get hard on ourselves and we accuse ourselves of being lazy because we're not doing something. But in reality, an audience, this is the important part where I was wanting to get to is in reality, it, it, it's a process. It's a process and you have permission to feel what you're feeling and allow that to come up. And I think that's an important conversation to have, especially with people that are in seclusion right now. It's a, all part of a grief conversation. What can we, or what advice 
or tips and tools or just some love that you can give the audience and people going through this? I mean, people, the whole world's going through something right now, right? Right, right. Uh, you know, one of the first things that I think is really important is is allowing us to voice what we're going through. I mean, this this whole book is really a labor of love for Gary and me. Um, you know, I, I share his story. He he had throat cancer and him and I both believe that that originated from thoughts and beliefs about not having a voice, you know, growing up knowing that we don't have a voice and depending on what you do with those, with those um, emotions and beliefs, you know, determine our health. And, you know, Gary and I were both well aware that um, those things caused his cancer and um, and it was a great lesson for me about expression. And I've struggled with expression all my life too. And, and I think that's so important. And it's hard when you're going through a pandemic. I mean, who do we express to, you know, how do we do that? And I think that, um, you know, a lot of us have done tons of Zoom stuff, you know, connecting with people. Um, but I, I, I feel like too is, is just, um, you know, when I was writing my book, like I said, I narrated the pictures, but I also, as I was writing the introduction um, and other parts of it, I spoke it into the phone. And I think that the, just the very process of speaking it, you know, that energy going through your throat and out yeah. into the world is so important because a lot of times we stifle what we want to say um, or what we're feeling. And, and I think that's, that's so important. Um, when I, uh, about three, I guess it was, Gary died on June 1st, 2018. And on my 55th birthday, November 12th of that year, I was in the hospital getting my appendix out. And I really feel like I, I didn't, you know, all of that fear I was suppressing, the anger I was su suppressing, was sitting in that area of the body. And, um, you know, when I looked up, what does appendicitis mean? It's a, it's a fear of life and a fear of flow. And, um, you know, expression has so much to do with that. So I think expression is really super important. Um, you know, whether that's, there's so many ways we can express. And, um, you know, when we're in a pandemic and going through, um, you know, isolation, we have to figure out ways to do that. That could be singing in the shower. It could be just talking out loud. Um, if you have animals or kids, spend time in conversation, you know. <laughs> talk to, to the me. dogs. Talk to the dogs. Yeah. I talk to, to my son's dog all the time. Sometimes, uh, sometimes uh, in frustration, but still it's important to get that frustration out. You don't want that energy sitting in the body. And then the, the second thing is the body. It's so important to connect with your body because your body is your first indication of issues that you may be having mentally, spiritually. Um, you know, your body gives you cues, gut feelings, intuition. And I got a lot of those in the two years leading up to my appendectomy that I just ignored. I just thought, oh, I'm doing good work in the world. I'm helping people in their spiritual journey. And somehow I will be rewarded for that with good health. And the, the, the truth of the matter is, you know, I'm responsible for my body. I'm responsible. It's, a, it's the vessel for my soul. And I need to take care of it. And I need to listen to it. And so um, becoming friends with my body, um, treating my body like a best friend in the way I talk to it, the way I treat it. Um, I think is super important. And when you're going through grief, it's important to, again, become aware of where in the body the grief is showing up. And then ask the big questions, you know, why is it in that body? Ask that body part, what are you trying to tell me? Um, 
do some research. Go to, uh, I always love Louise Hayes' book, You Can Heal Your Life. Love it. That can tell you lots of things about emotional issues. There you go. Emotional yeah. issues that are creating um, disease and, and dysfunction in your body. So I think, you know, body is super important, you know, be, becoming aware of that. And then I had a, a, a little exercise that I talk about in the book that I created about halfway through my traveling um, because I wanted to, the, the thing that was so important for me was to be present um, and, and enjoy my traveling. You know, I traveled so much for my work prior to that, and I never really had time to check places out, to experience the culture and the country. Um, and so I decided that when I did go traveling, I was going to really be present. And I struggled in the first few months being present. And I, and I think part of that was because, you know, we, when we're grieving, we try to stay super busy, you know, just so oh, that we don't have to distract it. Yeah. So yeah. my, my job was a super busy distraction from taking care of myself and, and dealing with my grief. So when I moved from my job to my travel, those first few months were just like logistics and planning and all that kind of stuff, you know, like you would when you're doing an event, right? Right, right. And so I just transferred that busyness from one thing to the next. And so those first few months, I still enjoyed and had fun every place I went, but but I didn't realize until maybe three or four months in that, that I wasn't really 100% present. So I came up with this thing that I called the day tripper challenge and day tripper challenge. It's a, it's a pattern interrupt basically. And the reason I picked day tripper is because I love the Beatles and I love that song day tripper. And, and it was just kind of a fun way to, for me to think about tripping my brain, my mind to think about something else. And so there were three things every day that I would look for. Um, I would look for something to be grateful for. There's always something to be grateful for. Always. Um, I'm grateful for you, Sue, and our friendship. Um, the second thing is laughter. Yes. Um, always something to laugh about. Laughter helps raise your energy. Um, and even if, even during tough times, um, you know, if you can't find anything to laugh about, you can at least fi find something to smile about. And, and if, you, if you're resourceful enough, you can find funny movies, read a funny book, watch funny videos, whatever, um, watch your dog, go people watch. There's always funny things to watch. Other people. people watch in a nice way, laugh in a nice yeah, way. In a nice way, not from a, I got you, I got you. And then, yeah. and then the third thing is divine. Find something divine every day. Um, and, and that's not like, I'm not saying that that has to be like an epiphany that you got to find every day, but a sunset is divine, right? Um, a baby is divine. Your children are divine. Your family is divine. Um, nature is divine. So there's so many ways to connect with the divine. So those three things, la uh, gratitude, laughter, divine, are um, things that I did every day and I continue to do every day. And there, there is a, I created a kind of like an ebook journal that you can get when you purchase the book. I think it's on page 181. There's a link that you can go and download um, that journal. Um, but it's simple, you know, it's not like you have to, you know, spend a lot of time doing it that in the journal that I created, it's like, just put one word, you know, you do it for, um, you know, it's each page has like 30 days for a month, month's worth. Right. And so for gratitude, all you have to do is just write Sue, you know, it doesn't have to be a long thing. It's just Sue and laughter or, Paula, right? or Benny. Yeah. Oh, or Benny. Yeah. Laughter could just be, um, friends watched friends and laughed, right? And gratitude could be a sunset. So it doesn't have to take, you know, 
a long the time. I think arduous of, thing. It doesn't have to be that, right? Yeah, a lot of times people think when you're getting spiritual, it takes hours and, you know, but the truth is it's very simple. And so that, that really helped me to get, get through things. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Audience, did you hear that? And Paula's relating everything back to her um, book. And, and I love this because it's also tips and tools that I like to just, cause you know, we're in life and we have struggles and we have bills to pay all that stuff. Right. And then you add on grief, whether it's grief of friendship, grief of, I didn't get that chocolate cake or, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm being silly about it, but it's a serious conversation. So audience, I'm going to recap what Paula was just saying. And it is having gratitude, finding laughter and um, creating, fostering and finding the divine in whatever it is that you're doing, seeing, feeling and honoring that. So I love that. And of course, gratitude is one of my biggest things. And it's the, the you know, it's an elevated emotion. We know that. And it's also for me, even more than that, it's taking responsibility, accountability for my actions and my behaviors and what happens in my life. And I think that's really powerful. So if you versus victimhood. So if you're finding yourself in that kind of state of being and you're like, ah, I'm feeling sorry for myself. I'm, I'm in victimhood. Got to change that. You got to do the interrupter. You called it the day tripper challenge, which I love, you know, cognition tool or trip in the brain yeah. to switch on to you know, the, the good hormones. Okay. So with that, we are going to take a quick commercial break and we come back. We're going to talk some more with Paula and, uh, we got to hold your book up. You got to hold your book up. So everybody on YouTube can see it, even though the radio world can't see it <laughs> with Gary's journal. I don't know how I missed that. I love that Gary's journals mm -hmm. on the cover. Yeah. That um, was one of the things I said to my publisher, we have to put the, the journal on the cover. It's just so cool. And they, they agreed. And so I love it. Great loss to greater love. Sue Lundquist here. We are going to be right back with Paula Myers. Hey guys, Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. Yes, that's positive radio to feed your soul. You know what? Give me 20 minutes and I'm going to give you a lifetime of change. Learn to manage your mind. It's just you, just version 2.0. You hear me say it on the radio, new thoughts, new ideas, new perspective, and it's a new you. Let's have a conversation and stop your spinning. 206-300-2227. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Dispenza. I wanted to take a moment and let you know about a nonprofit organization called Give to Give. The Give to Give Foundation was created by a group of people who have studied my work or have participated in my workshops around the world. And by applying the principles of mind over matter and the mind-body connection, they've created outstanding changes in their lives or in their health, and they wanted to give back. The organization is dedicated to providing the proper resources to those people in need to gain the opportunity to learn exactly how to change their body or their lives. If you want to learn more about the Give to Give Foundation, or you know someone that needs help, or you simply want to make a donation, visit givetogive.com. Those who give don't always know how to love. Those who love always know how to give. Thank you.
exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. Hello, Mexico. Hello, Canada. Hello, the UK. Hello, the Swiss. I love you guys. I know that there's a bunch of you all over the world that are going to listen to us on the podcast. So thank you. And uh, speaking of podcast, how about a five-star rating? Click on those stars and fill us up full of love. I'd love to uh, see that, hear that, feel that, and share the love. So welcome back. Sue Longquist here with Gratitude Cafe. We have been chatting with Paula on YouTube and actually the first part of this hour her latest book and about grief. Yay, great loss to greater love and her travel. And it's it's a conversation, well, one that really genuinely needs to be talked about, but it's not just uh, grief in losing a human, but I mean, there is that aspect of it, but there's grief in losing friendships and losing a job and not being able to travel. There is that conversation about grief and at the top of the hour you were saying and and i a big permission slip just keeps popping into my head it's like you have permission to talk get it out because that was the biggest thing that you and and gary were talking about too as well is not being able to speak your truth whatever that looks like right so find find the dog find the pastor find nature find somebody or something that you can have a conversation with even amongst what's happening right now thank god everything's opening back up again and there you kind of feel the release of the energy however there are some people and places out there that have are not so paula was giving us some great tips and tools um she called it the day tripper challenge and also to be really present and the three things the tips that she was we were also talking about on youtube for the break it's gratitude laughter and divine and making it super simple it doesn't have to be this big arduous thing that it's got to happen but and i paul i think you would agree it's got to feel and be authentic and genuine those are two big anchor words for me i say okay I ask myself, is it true? And I, and I anchor in, is this authentic and genuine to me? Is this true? And then finding the gratitude that feels good and authentic to me, laughter, authentic, because if it doesn't feel aligned, it's not going to sink in, right? Yeah. yeah. So welcome back. Let's, let's chat some more about the book and the biggest intention behind the book. I'd like you to share that with the audience and then how they can get a copy. And you were also saying there's a free journal that it's on page 181. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. There's okay. a link there. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um, so I, the intention behind the book, um, I guess, you know, first of all, like I said, it, it ended up kind of being a labor of love for Gary because um, Gary had always wanted to write a book about his miraculous healing that he had had many years ago before I even met him in the 1980s. But he always had this, uh, you know, it's not interesting enough. It's not, it's not cool enough. You know, all, all these things that these excuses that we make about why we can't share who we are. 
And um, so, so the intention is, is I think really about, you know, sharing our stories. It's so important to share our stories. And um, one of the things that I heard in, in, I don't remember what class it was, um, but, but they were saying, it's our responsibility to share our stories as human beings um, helping each other on this journey we help each other through our experience through our learnings and um, and we have to al allow ourselves to share that and the thing is is you know some people are going to read my story and it'll click you know how how this can help them um, just like you know I, I've had many teachers that I've that I've studied and learned under and some of them click, some of them don't. Um, some of them, I have, if I'm not in the right state of mind, it doesn't click until maybe later on when I change my perspective about things. Yeah. So you, you never know what it's gonna take for one person to make a connection about, about why their life is the way it is and how they can change it. And so I think we all have a responsibility to help our fellow human beings in sharing our experience because we all have nuggets and pearls of wisdom to share that can help others. I love what you're saying, Paula. Thank you. And it's the allowing of the conversation. It's the vulnerability. And if you need to lose your shiitakes, you can, because you have the person that's going to hold that space for you. And we all need, should, and it is, a sacred responsibility to come together for one another. It really is. Um, and I'd like to also, you know, have the opposing too, because if maybe there's those of us that don't have the bandwidth to hold that space right now. So find somebody somewhere in your life. And, and it's not, it's not a, being accusatory. It's not saying you're wrong. It's not any of that. It's just, just because they can't hold space for you doesn't make them wrong. It's just, they're at their max capacity. So you know what? Love on them and find somebody that can help you, right? And, you know, if, if somebody's stressed out and I just, I don't have time, you can, you can tell. So you find somebody else that you can talk to and share that vulnerability. And a lot of it, and especially in, you know, with the psychology books and all that, us women, we just like to bend it off. It's not about fixing. It's holding space. Just let it come out. <laughs> yeah, it's important to let that energy out wherever it's sitting in your body. And then the next step is to bring higher energy into that space to fill it up. Because if you don't fill up that empty space, um, it's just going to attract back to the energy that it's used to. So, um, and connection, you, you mentioned the word connection. I, I talk about that a lot in the book too, that that's so important. A lot of times, um, people think I can do this alone. I can grieve alone. I can do, you know, this alone. I don't want to talk to anybody about it. But the truth is, is connection is really super important for that because we help each other see ways of moving forward and moving through. And um, one of the things I really loved about traveling was that I could put myself in an environment where nobody knew me. Nobody knew the old Paula. Nobody knew Paula with Gary. So I could more easily become Paula without Gary. Yeah, I didn't have people telling me, "Oh, you shouldn't be traveling by yourself. Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Oh, you, sh you know, yep. you be going to a, um, you know, grief counseling. You should be going to church. You should be going to this or that. Um, and oh, you can't be that. You need to find another man. And all that kind of stuff that that people that know you are, um, they're they're just 
they're just looking out for you. They care about you. They want well to intended. However, it's yeah, their thing. But when you're trying to be something different, um, that kind of connection doesn't help the new emerging you. And so you got to find um, people, you got to find a tribe that will allow that to come forth. And, and that's really important. Okay, hang on, audience. Did you guys hear that? Because there's other people that, and, and although well-intended, they knew the, the old self, the old Paula, the old XYZ, and they're going to keep, and, and again, well-intended, they're going to keep you at that. They're going to keep you in that memory, keep you in that space. And that's not where you want to be. You want to keep moving forward. So in the context of that conversation and moving forward to the person who's grieving, you have permission to move on. You can do that. And I, and you can talk to this about that permission to move on and, and talk to the audience about that because you're very intimately intertwined with that and moving on with your life, but still honoring the people that have crossed. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, Gary and I, had conversations about that. And I, I'm, I'm so grateful that I had the time to do that. You know, some, some people don't get that opportunity um, to talk about that. And so there were, you know, Gary told me, you know, I want you to be happy. It's okay. If you find somebody else, it's okay. If you sell the house, it's okay. If um, you know, don't let your fears of what I might have might think about that hinder who you are. And, um, you know, we, we had the opportunity for me to say, hey, sh send me signs, you know, I'm going to be open. And that was, that was a way of, of um, helping my spiritual self emerge too, um, it, is to be open to stuff like that. So I, you know, I believe he's still around, his energy, his spirit is still around. I, I get signs from him all the time. I believe he helped me write this book. And, um, you know, it, it is okay to move forward. And, it, you know, I had like one of the hardest things I did was selling my house in Washington. Mm -hmm. and, you know, we had a beautiful house on five acres. You were there. Um, Gorgeous. In fact, did you notice I have on your shirt? Oh my God, you do! Yay! came to visit and um, see Gary and I actually- That was magical. That was <gasps> There's Oh, a, honey, look. You can't really see the shirt, but it's this wow. shirt. Wow, yes. The shirt and you took it off your back and you gave it to me. Oh, in a hot second. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. But, that, but the house was, you know, it was a beautiful house on five acres um, outside of Olympia, Washington. And Gary had done beautiful rock work oh, around the property. Incredible. And, and that was a really hard decision to, to make because, you know, I, I kept thinking, whoever buys this house, are they going to take care of it? Are they, are, are they just going to take all that stuff out? Um, you know, cause when we bought it, we did that. We rearranged things. <laughs> so I was, I was afraid of that. Um, but like I said, him and I had talked about it before he passed and he said that was okay. And so anyway, I, you know, we decided to move. It sold really fast. Like we got an offer in two days, um, $12,000 over the asking price. And, um, yes! and it went Thank it you, Gary. fast. And yeah. The day that I went to sign the papers, I was still I was still worried about: Am I making the right decision? Am, am I, am I, you know, dissing Gary in some way by selling this this property that we, you know, by the time I sold it, I had been there 23 years, and um, and so I went. I drove into Olympia, my mom and I, to sign the papers. And even as I was driving home, I was still questioning myself. 
And one of my favorite animals is an owl. And I kind of feel like an, an mm. owl is my totem. And Gary over the years had bought me many owls, little figurines and stuff. Mm. And so as I was driving home, um, pretty close to the turnoff for our house, it was like two in the afternoon. So it was broad daylight, sun was out. And all of a sudden this big owl flies across the front of the truck. Wow. In a tree on the side of the road. And my mom and I were like, did you see that? Oh my God. You know, owls. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. You know, owls are nighttime animals. Yeah. Right? And so I turned the truck around and um, we, we, the owl was still sitting there and I looked, you know, my, I was looking at it from the passenger or from the driver's side. And then I turned the car around so that my mom could see it closer from her window. And as she was talking, my mom's like, look at the owl. And, and, is are any and she's I think she said to him like are you looking at us and when she said that all of a sudden he poked his head forward like this at ah! and it was so funny and I I just and then he flew off and so to me that was a sign that Gary was okay with it um it's all good so I think that you know sometimes we're afraid of moving forward of, of you know and I'm not saying make big decisions like selling a house or whatever you know you got to take time and really think about that and you don't want it to be a a purely emotional decision, but, um, you know, time had passed. Um, I realized that, that really I, I wanted to move forward and, and I felt like moving forward, moving back to Colorado where I, where I grew up, where my family is, my children moved here too. So now we're all together and it was just the next step. And I don't know if I'll be here long-term. I don't, you know, my, my, my dream is to be on a beach somewhere. <laughs> Mexico or Costa Rica or something like that. So, Yum. but, but this is a good next stop. And, um, you know, it's okay to make changes in your life. Um, making changes is the only way that we grow and evolve. So, um, so I think it's really important to allow yourself the freedom, um, to do something different. That's, that's another thing I talk about in my book is doing something different every day, do something different. And um, that changes, and that's another pattern interrupt, you know, getting you out of your old patterns, um, doing something different helps open doors for other opportunities to present themselves. Even walking through that fear, walking yeah. through that grief. I think that's, that's and, I, and I hear this because I know when I was in fight or flight or grief and still and then there's, there's a bit of a kicking yourself in the butt kind of thing, you know, let's, let's do this and let's walk through that fear. Let's walk through that grief and, you know, not knowing what's on the other side, but just, you know, somehow, somewhere pulling your bootstraps up, kicking yourself in the behind and just, you know, you know what, I'm going to take ownership of this. I don't know what it looks like, but this over here is not working for me anymore. Right. Yeah. And moving, moving through that. Yeah. And, and there's baby steps too, even, you know, leading up to those big decisions. I mean, about six months after Gary died, I, um, I rearranged the living room. That was a big deal, you know, because it was his stuff. I actually bought new furniture and it, it's funny how our mind thinks I had a, uh, we had a big green sectional, um, in our living room upstairs. In fact, you sat on it. I have a picture uh -huh. of you sitting yeah. there. And that was like Gary's sectional, right? And so when I decided to re redo the upstairs, I bought um, a new sofa and chair and they delivered it. And then all of a sudden I felt bad. It's like I, my, my plan originally was to take that sofa and take it to the office um, where I worked because we had 
um, funnily enough, the exact same sofa at that office. <laughs> and so I was going to take it there. To, so we had more seating in our meeting space. And but then I kept thinking, oh, my God, you know, Gary's going to be sitting in that office all by himself, you know, <laughs> on the couch. And how that's just mean. I can't do that. So I wrapped up all of that furniture, the new furniture, you know, in plastic, and it sat in the garage for several months before I officially decided to bring it in. And then I and then I just gave away the the sofa to a couple that needed it, and um, and then put my new furniture in there. And then the next step was my bedroom. I redid, you know, um, the the bedding and the pillows and um, carpeting and all that kind of stuff. And so those, those little, so there's little baby steps that you can take that help you, you know, kind of climb the, climb the staircase or climb the ladder to, to who you want to be down the road. But those little baby steps are important to take. Right. So audience, I want to recap uh, what Paula has been talking about and, and a lot of the tips and tools that she's got in her book, her, her, this is your second book, I think, right? This is uh, number no, this, no, this is my first solo book, but I've solo done book. Um, That's it. Yeah, I've done yeah. Uh, four other books that I wrote a chapter in. So gotcha. okay. we did your show a couple years ago. Allison, right? With Allison. Yeah, that was the first collaboration book. And I've done three of those since then. Uh, but this oh, is wow. my first solo your book. First, your first launch with your own your own baby. Yeah. So I'm going to recap and make sure that you guys are getting all these little pearls of wisdom that Paula's sharing with you and that she shares in her book. There's some things if you're going through, like we all are, we're going through an evolution, uh, a process right now with everything that's going on in the world. And if you're finding yourself in that morning, which we are, or that grief, which we are, there is, there are tips and tools and there's a way out, but honestly, lovely ones, you have got to take that ownership and you've got to take that responsibility. Now that's, and we're giving you a big fat permission slip, but we're also um, not saying you're doing anything wrong. We understand that it's a process. We understand that you are grieving. However, there's going to be a, um, a point in your life where you're going to be like, all right, I'm going to change the carpet now. I'm going to get new furniture. It's okay. It's it. You'll feel it. You'll know that. But again, Paula was was saying that there's little baby steps. There's tips that you can do, and and having gratitude. You know, that's your three steps. And then the the brain. You called it the day tripper challenge. And it's the mind. You know, you stop all that chatter that's in there. But um, what did I say before the break? You're you're busy being present, or present being busy. Yeah. Yeah. Present. Yeah. And, and being distracted, right? So and then there's those moments where everything's quiet and calm. And then you're like, oh my God, you get that, that feeling comes up and you're like, oh, here comes the feelings again. So employ the gratitude, employ the laughter, foster the gratitude, foster, foster the laughter, and then finding the divine in, in the littlest things. I know for myself, the, the brain interrupt. And if if I'm having a day or an hour or a minute, I literally, my, my interrupt are puppies and babies. So I go to YouTube and I look up puppies and babies and see you're smiling already because yeah. you know that puppy breath and they're in, and then the babies and oh, both of them together with the belly laugh. I'm like, changed, interrupted, and then finding gratitude for those moments. That's really important. And then uh, Paula's also got on page 181, she's got a free journal. It's not this big arduous task, you guys. It's just simply 
little baby steps, finding gratitude, finding the divine, whether it's the owl or it's the sunset, whatever that is. And then of course, laughter, because those are all genuine, authentic laughter and elevated emotions. Go ahead. What that ultimately does for you is, um, and I talk about this at the end of every chapter, that the, the day tripper challenge is in at the end of every chapter, but there's also a question, well, there's activities that I ask that I, you know, simple activities to do. Um, but even before we get to the activities, there's a part where I say, what are the gifts? You know, going through this process of finding those three simple things helps us to find the gift in our tragedy. And I think that's really important as well is because, um, you know, you have to, you have to find a higher purpose, a higher reason that this happened and what are the good things? And it doesn't have to be anything super, super, um, life changing or, or whatever. I mean, it can be, sometimes it's hard to find the gift in something, but, but for me, like early on, one of the things was, you know, I had to learn how to, uh, get my long hair out of the bathtub drain. You know, that was something <laughs> Mary always did, right? Yeah. So it's not a fun thing to do. Um, it's kind of a gross thing to do, but yeah. it's something that helped me change and be more responsible in my life. And um, other things could be, you know, for some women, they're, they're never, never involved really in the finances of their, you know, life together. The husband always did that kind of thing. So, so they learn how to be financially independent. They learn how to take care of that kind of stuff. It could also be, you know, now I can look at it and say, what is the gift in Gary's death? And the gift in Gary's death is this. The gift in Gary's death is all the women that I've met that I never would have met if Gary were still alive. And so I, so I think it's so important to think of it in those terms that whatever the tragedy is, whether it's death or divorce or leaving a job, losing a job, pandemic, whatever, what are the good things that I'm learning about myself and about my, my life um, that, that are helping me continue to move forward? And if you don't find those gifts, if you're not looking for them, then you just stay stuck. And, um, you know, it's so important to, to find out what those things are, because there is, I, I honestly, truly believe that there is a, a gift in every tragedy that happens. I hands down, hands down believe that because in my path, I've had tons of tragedy and that, that has been my biggest hurdle or journey to overcome that, you know, it was all stuff in here, um, and overcoming overcoming myself. And then of course the addiction to the chemicals and all that other stuff that we can, there's a whole nother conversation with that, but, um, but it's an important conversation because we can get stuck and it's, uh, it's just a spiral of effect. So to the audience, we've got a few more minutes. It's 50. Yeah. We've got about four more minutes. What can we offer to the audience right now. And I, you said something really important and, and I I've recently gone through it, you know, the divorce divorce is, is a mourning process and it's a grieving and, you know, you're with somebody for 22 years and now you're not It's pulling hair out of the drain. It's doing your own bills. It's taking responsibility and accountability and going, ah, and then looking at that and going, you know what, thank you. So-and-so for doing that for me. But now, you know, it's, it's, it's that switch. It's having gratitude instead of bitterness or resentment because we don't want any of that in our body we want to switch that to gratitude love laughter and finding the divine in all of that so we've got a couple more minutes did you was there something else that you wanted to um, I would, that's I would, in the book 
I would like to share with everybody too. I have a companion product, and it's a it's this brief card deck that I created. I know you like cards. So I do. Turn it sideways, honey. I can't see. Oh, so I love it. What's, is that a coin? What is that right there? Magnet. And so the idea behind this is that you pull a card and you go through a short little exercise, and then you post it on your fridge. Anytime you're going, then spiraling down and feeling right. sad and depressed. So you go back to that. So it's about the exercise is about creating an elevated feeling. Um, and, and the cards, um, really interestingly on the cards, all of these photos are either from my travels or as I was doing research for the book, each, each of the um, chapters has a quote from Gary. And so as I was researching for that, going through all his journals, I found a box of slides, you know, the old fashioned slides. What? So I, sent, I sent a bunch of his nature photos to this um, online company to create high res images. So these cards just have either my quotes or his quotes and just some um, really fun pictures. Like this one is a picture I found of his. Oh, I'm physically fit, healed and radiant and health. Oh, I love that. And, um, this is this is another one I really love that I took in while I was in Australia. They connected to spirit and each other. Oh, that's beautiful. This one, Heron is another sign of the, from Gary that I get. That's my dad, Paula. Seriously, I love that. Well, there's your sign for you. Yes, hi. Yay. And um, then here's my owl. This he actually had a picture of an owl. Wow. He, he had a picture of an owl. Yeah. I choose wisely every day for my highest good. Oh. And um, this last one I want to share. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Was when I started my year of travel. Um, the night before, I was outside, I don't know, loading the truck up and I saw this green frog on the on the grass, this really cute little green frog. And it let me pick it up so you can see my oh. behind it. And I held it for um, a minute or two. And I just loved that. It was like a good sign that that the road trip was going to be amazing. And um, so I have this, so there's just lots of different, really great pictures, you know, I can share. And I love it. And Gary's totally intertwined with all that. And of course the images would be there. And of course that you would find the slides and he was yeah. with you the whole time. I love it. Hold your book up. We are going to wrap this up. Great loss to greater love. Oh, I love it. Hang on. We got to do a screenshot. Cheese. <laughs> One of the taglines that we're using is great loss um, leads to greater love where we find the greatest gifts. So, oh, so true. So true. So, so with that, Paula, thank you so much for sharing your journey. Thank you for sharing the loss to, you know, the gratitude too. I mean, there's so many gifts in that when you choose to see that. So yes. thank you very much. And I love you dearly and so does Gary and it's I love seeing how this is all played out because it's divinely beautiful. I love it. Yes, well, I, love I love you too. I, I thank you for the opportunity to be on the show again. This is my third time. Yay, of course. <laughs> and, of uh, course. You know, I hope I hope some I'll be taking a road trip soon and maybe I'll have to swing in way through bend oregon i love bend and done but um thank you for your friendship for your love i so appreciate mm. it and thank you benny so nice to see you again you're welcome all right you, you guys with all of that in the radio world and youtube and podcasts we love you and thank you so much for joining us and until next time each of you are a gift get out there and share yourself with the world
If you like the show, help more people find us by adding your review of the show on iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more people we can reach with this inspiring message on the Gratitude Cafe. Simply search for Gratitude Cafe in iTunes, hit subscribe, and add your honest review. It would help us immensely and we'll be forever grateful. It's one of the best ways you can give back to the show with your review. Thanks for tuning in to the Gratitude Cafe. Don't forget, every week is a new show, and you could submit your questions at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. The show goes live at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in Seattle on Seattle's Alternative Talk AM 1150. You can also call in to the show at 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Find the live streaming link at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. We'll see you next week.